Hello and welcome to this episode of the Living a Magical Life podcast. So we are on episode eight and I wanted to use today's episode to go into some spiritual and wisdom traditions that have their own uniqueness and some of their um, premises, is that the right word? Some of their practices, some of their beliefs intertwine and interweave. And I thought it would be really helpful to go into because there are so many similarities that cross over within them that people can feel this deep alignment with these principles and then claim a particular tradition or wisdom that then defines their practice. So let me say a little bit more and then you'll understand what I'm talking about. So today I'm going to speak into animism, Celtic spirituality, shamanism and witchcraft. And I think it, this, this kind of stemmed out of my own interest around my spiritual practice and beliefs and my study and research over the last 30 years, 30 plus years into spirituality and finding my own way within it and then coming across things like shamanism or witchcraft or Celtic spirituality and animism that made me curious about, well, what is it that I, uh, am I following something? Because I certainly was following yoga for many, many years in terms of the teachings and the, the practices. And I love that tradition, but it's a Hindu tradition. So during this exploration, I also was, and this whole conversation around cultural appropriation, it really got me thinking around this desire for myself and my soul to be, it wasn't even a search to be spiritual. I already was spiritual. And then yoga was the thing that I found, the study that I found, the, um, the science that I found, the practice that I found that most in, encouraged me on my path. And, and I, I practiced that and I still practice that, um, but I taught that as well for many, many years. But the thing around it was, I was like, well, where's this, you know, this is a Hindu tradition, and of course it is open to everyone. And at what point am I culturally appropriating their practices and claiming them as my own? And, and where, where does this all stem from? What is my heritage? What is my I was going to say investment in this, but I think what I'm trying to say is what is why is this why does this feel such an inherent part of my particular journey? And what is there within what else is there out there so that I can understand? A little bit more about the different wisdom traditions really and spiritual traditions and so that's that took me down the road of looking into um, various types of 
spirituality and so on and so forth. So I wanted to use this episode today to talk a little bit more about the different um, wisdom and spiritual traditions that I've looked into and researched and studied on some level. And, and, and before we begin, I think it's nice to have a contemplation around this. In a world that would like us, okay, is this true? Hold on, wait. I need to tell you a little bit more of it about my personal journey to feed into this. I think it'll be helpful. I identified as a yoga teacher for many, many years. And then one day I taught a class and I walked out and I was so surprised because I just got this very clear, okay, that's the last class you're teaching. <laughs> and I was like, what? And it took me on this journey of seeing what my own soul and spirit wanted to say and connect to and I was curious I, something had lit up in me of like okay what is going on so I started opening up and I've I've studied these different traditions and because I'm curious I'm curious to go back to the people that are closest to spirituality to the wisdom traditions so I've studied um, an Andean tradition, which I love. I've studied yoga, which I love. I've looked into uh, Druidism and Celtic spirituality, animism, witchcraft, uh, shamanism, all of these practices and traditions and such deep, rich knowledge comes from these peoples, from the wisdom of their connection to the land, of their wisdom of connection to the great mystery and to earth and to the cycles and that lights me up anything that reconnects a being back into a being like me back into a deeper connection with the earth with the spiritual realm with um, the great mystery that's that's been part of my search on this journey of the practices that connect me back in to myself, and I mean my higher self, with a capital S, that um, nourish my soul and connects me back into bigger picture, the unseen, the seen, the, the rituals and the practices that create more intimacy with this life and this existence as a human being on a spiritual path. There's something else that wanted to be said around this. Okay, no, it's not coming to me. So, if I talk briefly about each of these traditions, um, and then I'll summarise. Um, so let's talk about animism. What is animism? It's the belief that all things, including inanimate objects, have a soul or a spirit. And you'll see this belief is in many of the wisdom in uh, traditions, the uh, indigenous traditions and the cultures, and there's a deep reverence for nature. So 
with these animistic practices, it really is about paying attention to the natural world. It is about being in nature more. It is about that that relationship. It's not seen as other. And then you've got Celtic spirituality, which I came to because I ended up getting my DNA done um, because I was always curious. I was always curious. And it turns out that I am very much from these lands. I'm in the UK at the moment and I've got 3% Finnish, but the majority is Scottish, Irish and Welsh heritage. And then I started looking into Celtic spirituality. Actually, I'd already started looking into it um, because of my uh, relations, my relations, yeah, and the the deep wisdom that I saw coming through um, the ones that I knew. And then once I had my DNA tested, I looked into it a little bit more. So anyway, let's move on. The spiritual tradition, this one originated here in the British Isles, and it also emphasizes a connection with the natural world, particularly through storytelling, music and art. So meditation, chanting, creating art inspired by nature. These are the sorts of things within that realm. I love that it's highlighted here, this art of storytelling. We have so many great stories from these aisles and I encourage you to look into them if you feel a connection to these lands because they reveal a very rich history of connection to the landscapes, to the energies of the lands, to the the myths and the legends. I encourage you to go and enjoy some stories around these isles. The Kaliath is interesting, obviously the tales of Avalon. Go and look at the Cornish history. There's so much. Merlin, the Knights of the Round Table, the Templar. Just have a great little research into them and enjoy those. So then um, what you'll notice about all of these traditions that I'm speaking of, you know, I've called this Living a Magical Life, this podcast. And to some, that might seem like a really superficial, um, dismissive, kind of light-hearted, almost, mag well, a magical thinking subject. Whereas it's really deeply embodied in these wisdom traditions and this journey to what living a magical life is. And you'll notice it's with a K. I believe I've spoken about that uh, in an earlier podcast. And all of these traditions are ways to live a more magical life. So that gives you a clue and a hint of where I'm coming from with all of this. It's deeply embodied, it's wisdom, and it is something that I am so passionate about encouraging people to do. So let's move on. Shamanism. Now this is, I mean all of them are really broad and in-depth and I'm really only giving a little summary here because I could speak on them for much longer. 
but for the purposes of this podcast and the purposes of time, this is a short summary. Now, shamanism is a way of connecting with the spirit world using things like journeying. You'll hear about power animals, you'll, you know, drum journeying, you'll go to the lower, middle, upper worlds. Um, you would explore chanting, um, the drumming, the connection to spirits and much more by the way and much much more um now there's a big conversation that's going on quite rightly so about shamanism and cultural appropriation and something that i was reflecting on about all of this is that i think so many of us have this deep longing to feel like we belong and know where we come from and within all our lineages if we traced it back there would have been these animistic practices, these shamanic practices, these spiritual practices that seem to have these threads that weave through of using chant, using um, rattles or drums, you know, some sort of sound, uh, using, and, and I'm not limiting these, I'm giving examples here, I'm not limiting it to just those. You know, there's this connection to cycles and ritual and ceremony and observing the lands. And I think that's why shamanism has become so popular. One of the reasons that it has become so popular, I need to be careful here because I have deep reverence for shamanism and for shamans. And the conversation around the cultural appropriation, people trying to grab and make it their own and colonialise it. Um, is, a, is an important and valid one. But I think at the heart of it is a true desire of human beings wanting to belong again and to be a part of where they came from, i.e. nature. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to drop that in as a, something to consider. And then witchcraft. So there's... I'm sure you'll know this by now. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you'll know this. And if not, then you'll know soon enough. But, you know, the, the witchcraft hunts, the witch hunts that happened not that long ago were brutal. And it's so interesting to look at that conversation around religion coming in and dogma and um, ownership and getting rid of anything that was deemed to be a threat to that particular way of being in religious practice. It's a fascinating conversation. So let's talk about witchcraft because I know a lot of witches. <laughs> Whether they know it or not, I know a lot of witches. And one thing that's worth talking about here is this, well, there's the witch wound, where so many people were dogged in by their neighbors, family, friends, because they were trying to either protect themselves or they were given money or they felt fear and had um, so much fear and wanted to protect their own families and 
themselves that they dogged in people that were close to them. So this witch wound that I speak about, um, you'll often see as um, talked about around, um, let's talk about it generally, women not trusting other women, um, women backstabbing other women, and uh, talking about uh, not having the voice, voice suppression, not being able to speak out fully and loudly for fear of persecution. And we're still healing that. We're still healing that. Um, so let's talk about it. It's often associated with magic and empowerment. And you've got a whole gamut of different types of witches, excuse me, um, those that work with nature, those that are working with um, various tools. You've got, obviously, like in any, any of these um, traditions, you will also have people that abuse it and work with the darker side, the shadow side. Um, and I think that's true to say. So anyway, witchcraft, magic, empowerment. You'll see them working with herbs, crystals, candles, performing spells and rituals, and with journaling, creating spells in life, using different colored candles for things. You know, candle rituals are, candle, candle spells and rituals are a big part of it. Um, so, what else is there to say on that? You, you'll have heard the term coven, so there'll be witches' covens, but there is also a lot of there are also a lot of witches practicing on their own, doing their own um, magic, and I think that's left over from the witch hunts as well. Although, actually, no, I, I'm going to correct myself. A lot of witches tend to be on the outskirts of communities. And of course, we've got social media these days that people are coming on and, and um, sharing their knowledge, their wisdom, but also you'll have charlatans as well. You know, you've just got to be really mindful on these social media platforms. Um, but you can see witches coming together in covens, but you can also see witches working on their own. All right, so remember all of these let's talk about the, the similarities within these different traditions and cultures and practices and um, each in their own right really powerful and unique and yet there are similar threads weaving through them all they come back to using your Power, your intuition, your insight, your ability to relate, to connect into the divine, into that which is greater than you, the great mystery. And these practices and relationships and traditions and the wisdom within them they help you to cultivate a deeper sense of purpose, connection and magic to your everyday experiences. So I welcome and invite you to 
If you've defined yourself as one thing, then maybe to open up your perspective to understand where it is you sit within the pantheon of your spirituality, within the wisdom tradition, and to know that what you're doing ultimately is connecting back into your higher self and to the bigger picture, the greater mystery. As I've said before on this podcast, I think probably episode two or three, I think what's happening in the world now is requiring and activating people to awaken their magic and awaken their relationship. Because as they see the the tragedies around them, as they see what is happening to the earth and becoming aware of just the enormity of the the you know the consequences of um, abusing the resources that we've been given by nature by earth it's activating and awakening people to remember how to be in deeper relationship and that deeper relationship can look like watching the moon phases and tailoring how they live their lives according to it. It can look like um, grief circles, honouring the dead. It can look like um, gathering in places where you're surrounded by nature and offering gifts. You know, a really lovely practice is to offer a tree your breath or your song in recognition of it. Spending time in nature, just watching the clouds go by in awe of the wonder. To notice the light of dawn arising. To notice a flock of birds Let yourself be taken into that sort of presence, whatever it is that you practice, because it's within that presence you awaken to the magic. I look forward to speaking to you next time.